to the Quick and Dirty Romance Podcasts. We're your hosts. I'm Sky McDonald, author of the Anti-Bell series. And I'm Sarah Smith, author of Faker. Each episode, we'll dive deep into what it's like to be a contemporary romance author. We'll talk writing inspiration, give you the inside scoop about the publishing world, chat about how we write those infamous sex scenes, and more. And then we'll pull out and wrap it up in 30 minutes or less, but we promise to leave you satisfied. So if you haven't already read our books, which are Not Suitable for Work and Off the Record by me, Sky McDonald, and Faker by Sarah, we want you to be sure to check them out after you listen to this podcast. And please DM us with any questions or even requests for future episodes that you might have, because we'd really love to hear from you. But today's episode is about everyone's favorite part of being a writer, editing. Isn't it the dream to have poured your heart and soul out page after page until you finally get that satisfying ability to type the end only to realize your work has barely begun <laughs> i mean isn't that everybody's dream i don't know <laughs> oh my god yeah it's it's a dream it is yeah. something yeah <laughs> editing uh so yeah we're going to talk about the editing process today and how we tackle this beast of a task um and for our show because I'm sorry, but in my in my day to day life, I am an English teacher and there is a massive difference between editing and revising. I tell my students that edit, when you're when you're editing, you're turning the screws and when you're revising, you are Miley Cyrus on the wrecking ball. OK, so <laughs> <laughs> revising is content and you make huge changes to the plot and editing editing is technically grammar and style. But we're going to talk about it as editing and mean all the things. So let's do it. Sarah, you actually just finished. Well, first of all. Huge shout out to Sarah because today was her cover reveal for her second book. <laughs> Woohoo! I'm so excited. Okay. Yeah, I can actually say what it is now. My um my second book is Simmer Down and it's Woo. coming out October 13th. So uh, yeah, sorry for the shameless promo there, but no. No, sorry, <laughs> I'm pumped. Woo. And the cover is cute. I love it. Thank you so much. Yeah, um, it's. It's adorable and I love it, but I actually just finished, well, just finished. I, not that long ago, I completed um, revisions on Simmer Down. So I guess it's a good time to talk about this whole revision and editing process, I guess. Yes, because Um, I am now in the throes of editing book three, which is due for, I believe we just were talking about this. I believe it's, I'm looking at April 7th. So, yeah, editing and revision is on our minds. Um, talk about it, Sarah. Like, how long between drafting it and did you get into the editing? Like, tell us all the oh things. Oh, my God. Yeah, okay, so I, I will tell you all the things. So, for me, for um, Simmer Down, I guess I'll speak specifically to that. I uh, It took me, like, probably four months to write the first draft, which I know is really long compared to how some people um, – write how long it takes some writers to write their own um, manuscripts and then um I just spent probably oh my gosh so after it goes to beta readers what I normally do is I try to like do something that takes my mind off of that whole story um completely so that I can come back to it and revise and edit with a fresh mindset so um so when this book was with beta readers, which you were one of them, Sky. I think being the beta reader, one of the many beta readers on this. Um, so while 
that was in the hands of beta readers. I was like working on other things. I was watching um, like murder documentaries on <laughs> Netflix, just things to get my mind not in a romance place. Because I feel like sometimes if you are too into um, the like the romance world, you won't see like when something comes when the when the manuscript comes back to you, you're not going to see changes or what you need to do differently as easily as you would if you had a completely fresh mind after working on something completely different. So for me, I think that first round of revision took probably about a month and that was the major revision. So like for me, um, the major, the major, or the things that I see as major edits or major revisions are things that are going to change um, the rest of the manuscript, things that change like the plot or like the journey that your characters go through all that kind of stuff and that's what I tackle first and obviously every writer is different um in how they how they do things in their process but um that's how I can do it first because I feel like if I can get in there and do like that hard part the stuff that's going to be like the most difficult at first it makes the whole rest of the revision process much more manageable because I've gotten the most difficult part or what I think is the most difficult part out of the way. And then from there I go on and do what like the, the next most difficult. And then finally I'm at the point where I'm just like tweaking um, like the, the descriptions of the settings or I misspelled the character's name or only oh, like this guy has brown hair here. Now he has blonde hair, like that kind of stuff. So that's kind of, and I know it's hard sometimes to like, totally explain how at least for me how exactly I do something like editing and revising because it's such a personal process because it depends on you as the writer but that's kind of how like how I do it mm -hmm. um how do you do it Sky? Well so first of all apologies for the interruptions because <laughs> I swear I don't live in like some sort of bizarre place because like you're hearing sirens i'm almost thinking that if we keep this up i'm gonna have to start giving it doing a giveaway for the first person who dms me when they hear a siren in the background <laughs> thank you brooklyn thank you brooklyn um sorry so that aside because i'm listening to you and then my brain is splitting I'm like oh god more more sound pollution anyway sorry um so yeah so i guess it's an interesting thing um i think it's brilliant what you said about like taking your mind outside of romance um, because part of me is like, yeah, that's great. And part of me is like, why would you want to do that? <laughs> but, um, but no, for real, like, so mine has been very different. I think in so much as like, I drafted all of my books. Um, yeah. like, so the, the anti-bell, the anti-bell series is all drafted out. And so, you know, there's this sort of conversation around it. Like, so I was just saying like book three is coming out, but they're all in full draft form, which is interesting and fun except for that when I say draft it's like oh no you can't look at it um mm -hmm. it's just that they're all a complete story and so like the sort of loops that I've gone through since I started writing not suitable for work it's like I banged out not suitable for work in like I don't know however much time and then immediately um off the record was in my head so I got started on that but then like halfway through off the record like book three, which is Nemesis, started to be like, oh, but what about this? And I was like, oh, my God, I don't have time for this. But anyway, mm -hmm. all that to say, there was a lot of time of just draft, draft, draft. And then it was time to kind of start looping back. And there were definitely times between novels that I would loop back and I would do a revision. 
Um, but really at the beginning of the sort of journey, what I would do is I would loop back and revise for like style and content. Um, but nothing like really major happened to the plot change uh, or not major pl changes happened to the plot. It was just more like, okay, well, I can see how this could sound better. This could read better. But then um, I got uh, connected with my agent um, who I worked with her for a little while. And when we talk about publishing next episode, we'll be talking more about that. But she gave me a lot of true like revisions to make on how to get not suitable for work to really be more than it had been before. And so that really helped me in terms of eye opening and seeing like, okay, these are the major wrecking ball changes that I need to bring about. So for example, like, um, I guess like I had to bring Ben's voice in, right? Like in book one, all of my books are now dual POV, but initially like I didn't think that Ben really needed to speak so he didn't. And so bringing him in, that was a major change to make. And then, you know, there were other elements like his backstory and they're different. And actually um, what happened to Celeste in her life in New York changed pretty radically too. So just being able to go back through that. But I definitely, as you were saying, like time away from the manuscript is super important. Um, just thinking about other things or even like for me writing other books because you have to let it lie for a while. Like you really can't, like in my opinion, like you can't just immediately start editing because I think all you really will be doing is making the stylistic, like grammatical changes because otherwise you haven't had a chance to kind of sit with the, the, the story as a whole. So yeah, I think that that, that time, um, at least, let's say at least a month or two, uh, you really want it to be able to like rest. So yeah, I agree. Yeah, that's a good... Can I ask, like, do you do you go, like, or do you do what I do? Do you go on Netflix and watch, binge watch, like, Making a Murderer to get yourself in a weird mindset? Um, I'm going to say that I'm probably more gonna more likely to watch something like Stranger Things oh, okay. um, or Battlestar yeah. Galactica because I'm also oh. a sci-fi nerd. Um, but, yeah, I would definitely want to, like, give myself a break. And, you know, honestly, too, like, in this writer's life, people say, like, oh, are you watching this show? And I'm like, I don't have time for that. Um, yeah. So it can be really nice to just kind of give yourself that break and say, like, okay, I'm not I'm not actually going to do this right now. Um, and that can actually be a really cool time when, like, new stories start to occur to you because you do give yourself that mental space. It's really important. Um, so I know you work with an editor, right? Yes, I do. I have an editor at the publisher Berkeley that I work with. Yeah. And um, yeah, so like, like with me, like I worked with my agent uh, on the editing. And then of course, as you said, like, I just can't, you know, for people who are working, I guess, like, sort of to speak directly to part of our listening audience right now, people who are working on becoming a writer or who have this draft of a whip, as we say, work in progress, um, who are really like in the initial phases of it and just really having fun with it. There is a lot like it's, it's a super cool journey, but like when you're going through this, if you get serious about publishing, whether traditionally or through an agency, uh, you really, the, I, I really can't speak enough and Sarah, I'm sure you will too, but like the critique partners and the people you have to help you get the feedback are just so, so tremendous. Um, and that becomes like a really like interesting part. I know a lot of people get very nervous about like having other people read their work. Um, I, I feel like I get really excited. Um, yeah. 
tell me what you think. But yeah. uh, it sounded really Southern when I said that, by the way. <laughs> but, um, I don't know. Like, I just think, I just think that's like a super helpful piece in terms of like seeing a broader perspective. Um, yeah, I totally agree with that. Yeah. I, sorry not to interrupt you, but I think I, I mean, I can totally get how, um, how you can feel really self-conscious about asking somebody to read or give feedback on something that is that you're really proud of and that you worked really hard on because nobody wants to be told that something that you worked on sucks. And if somebody is a good, you know, critique partner or beta reader or editor, they're not going to tell you mean things about the things that you write. They'll tell you, they'll be constructive in their criticism. They're not going to be mean. They're not going to try to tear you down. And they'll also tell you like what they like and what you did. Mm -hmm. Right. But yeah. um, But I'm definitely to the point now where um, I get excited when I give something to someone to read because I'm really eager to see what they think because I want to make the story better. And I know that by these people looking at it, whether it's, you know, my beta readers or, my awesome editor, Sarah at Berkeley, like it's going to be better because of what they have to say about it. At least that's for me. Right. Yeah, no, I agree. And as you said, you know, as you get into the process of finding these people, there definitely is, and I think we've talked about this a little bit before, there definitely is a trial and error. And there will be like those moments where you think you might have made a match, if you will. And it actually doesn't work out because for whatever reason, like their style and your style doesn't vibe or like what they're, what they're giving you in terms of feedback isn't just, isn't working for you. But like, let that be, let me be very clear on that. That doesn't mean that they are telling you, they are like just praising you all over the place. Like, I don't want to be praised all over the place. I want to be like, I want to know what you like, but that's one of the reasons like I've always loved working with you is because like, I know I'm going to get, the moments where you're like, oh, yes, this is working for me. And then the yeah. moments where you're like, uh, I think that you really need to think about this again are, <laughs> are in equal measure. And so there's yeah. never a feeling of like, oh, she's just going to stroke the old ego over here. It's like, no, she's going to tell me what doesn't work. And I need to hear that. But at the same time, too, like just finding those people that you find the groove with, there there is a trial and error. And you have to be ready to like have somebody start reading for you and you being like, oh, no, this isn't what I wanted to hear at all. Um, and again, that's not about like whether or not they like it. It's about like the style of feedback they're giving. Um, like I remember at one point I had somebody reading it and they were like, do people use semicolons in novel writing? And I was like, okay, I'm not sure this is going to work. Yeah. Um, Cause like, it, first of all, it's not really the thing I really wanted you to focus on. Second of all, I know how to use a semicolon. So thanks. Um, so yeah, just like finding that, that groove. But once you do, you definitely want the people who will give you like, oh, I love this, but who are also like, no, nah, girl, no. Nah. Uh, yeah. 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 And you, and obviously, hopefully this goes without saying, but you're definitely one of those people for me too. Mm-hmm. I, um, I, I also think it's really important to have multiple beta readers mm-hmm. um, as a writer. So I have multiple people that I give whatever I'm working on, whatever manuscript, whatever book, um, who I give those to, but it's like you also help me um, improve my <laughs> my writing because you, I mean, like there's a really big difference, at least in my writing from what the first draft looks like to what the final book looks like. Uh-huh. And it's, yeah, it's like a lot, a lot of 
work and a lot of um, a lot of bad writing that you don't that hopefully readers don't see at the end. So um, thank you to all of my oh. amazing beta readers and you, Di, for helping. Like yeah, like you help me put out good stuff in the world, and you yeah, that's really important because I don't want like my first drafts ever seeing the light of day. So do we want to name our our main beta readers right now, or do we want to like oh, yeah. leave them behind the curtain? We can do that. I mean, I'm fine with that. Yeah, like I'm cool with that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You want to go first? Sure. I okay. So you obviously because I'm talking about you. I also have um, the this is actually she's the very first beta reader I ever had. She looked at the like the earliest version of Baker. Um, that anyone has ever looked at. And her name's Lexi Banner. Lexi's amazing. She, um, she's just, uh, she's really honest, but she's not mean. Um, she's very thoughtful in her feedback. Um, so I owe a lot to Lexi. She helped make Faker into a decent like revision after, after I gave it to her. Um, I also have, a lovely beta reader who's also a romance writer. Her name is Stephanie Simpson. Woo. You know, and I think people who listen to this podcast know who she is because she writes brilliant, amazing British contemporary romance. She's wonderful. I feel like, um, I mean, we both write romance, but I feel like the kind of things that we write are very different. So it's nice to get the perspective of, um, of somebody who writes in your genre, but who's giving... Um, a little bit of an outside mind mm -hmm. just just to make sure that like you like everything you're writing makes sense everything I'm writing um, makes sense to the story and all that all that good stuff also she really helped me with um, Simmer Down because in Simmer Down the love interest is English he's from mm -hmm. England and I obviously am not from England <laughs> American <laughs> And so I needed a little bit of help making sure that he sounded authentic mm -hmm. and um, not like a caricature. And obviously um, that will be up to whoever reads it, what, however they think that he sounds. But I was really happy with how he turned out. And also um, he does not like being shouted out, but I right. was there. Um, DeAndre, if you're listening, <laughs> you were also a really good beta reader for Summer Down, so thank you very much. You helped um, the love interest in that um, sound like an authentic person and not a British caricature, so I really appreciate that. So yeah, those are the, I guess those are the beta readers that I used for um, for oh, and you know what, JL Paradox. She really <laughs> she yeah she looked at Simmer Down later on in the process. So it wasn't as much of a hot mess as it was when you looked at it, Sky. So I apologize. Shush. <laughs> I loved it. Yeah. Thank you. But like JL was also amazing. She, and she is also a romance writer and, um, she just is a very thoughtful and, um, sensitive beta reader and just really helped shape that story into what it is. Sorry. It sounds like I'm like, <laughs> I feel like I'm like, I don't know, like making a speech to all these people <laughs> who I love. Well, that's part of the fun though, right? That's I part know. of the fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but these are all like amazing beta readers who I adore and who help make what I write so much better. So yeah, that's me. How about you? Um, well, 
since you mentioned him, obviously, too, <laughs> go ahead and get out of the way. But, yeah, obviously, DeAndre helped immensely with uh, getting my voice right for Nick and off the record. So, sorry, mm-hmm. sorry, my friend, but you are getting shouted out by both of us. Here we are. Um, I have to say also, too, like, obviously, you, like, we bonded over this whole experience of beta reading. So, hello. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think. I'm sorry. I just drew a blank. Um, no, so, that's fine. It um, kind of puts you on the spot, you know? Yeah. No. Um, my beta reader, Bonnie, for <laughs> off, uh, not suitable for work. She was super great. She was one of my early beta readers. She really helped. Um, I'm going to shout out one of my faves. She fanned girls so nicely over my guys. But Lily oh. Michaels um, is a tremendous beta reader for me. And I'm super excited because I'm going to be able to tell you as a shameless plug right now, her book is also out. Uh, she just oh. had, it's actually her b- book birthday today. I'm, I'm oh. actually looking at it on Twitter right now. So Lily Michaels is a brilliant beta reader and I'm, I've read her stuff and I'm so excited for her. So congratulations to Lily. Um, Jessica Heil is a new beta reader for me, but she's, um, she's given me a lot of feedback on Nemesis and I'm really excited to be working with her. Um, is this like an award show? I'm like, I have to thank everyone. I want to thank everyone. Um, but no, it's like, like, I love being able to throw this love because it's just so, so important to be able to like name people because these books wouldn't be what they are without you guys. Um, and so to that point, I really have to say, um, I have to name two people cause you, you talked about the early days. My sister, Sarah, um, was probably my first reader ever and she didn't I don't think I would call it beta but just in terms of like the feedback and support she gave me was like huge and then my my dear dear friend Sarani um Sarani has read I believe all of my work in its roughest forms (laughs) um and has given me great feedback and insight but she has also to just kind of fueled my ability to say like yes I am a writer yes I can do this yes people are entertained by my words so like Sarani and Sarah are like my OGs, um, even though, like, honestly, like the critical feedback in terms of the writing community has been uh, like totally changed um, in recent times. But like those two people really gave me the first like insight and sort of any feedback at all into what it was like to have someone even like open a story and know that it was me who had read it or written it. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's it it's actually really fun to be able to sit here and like just name everybody because it's like I love you guys, you guys are the most amazing people. Um, so yeah, uh, no, yeah, it's really not. nice. And then also too, like just my my former agent, we don't work together anymore, but Ava like was a huge proponent of Celeste and Ben, and she really helped me to like up my game. So I think it's important to say that too. Um, yeah. So, yeah. But I think yeah, the last I, I, thing I want to talk about, and I know I think we're getting close on time. Um, cool. I do want I do want to know. I have to know at least one of your like either horror stories of early draft examples or like something major that okay. changed. Like either or both. Okay. So I'll um okay. So horror story. I don't really have a horror story. I just I guess um there's a lot of purple prose in Faker mm. initially, and I'm embarrassed about it now when I look back on it um so that can be my horror story but um the one major change I that I made to Faker was that um so there's like the community home building project that Emmy and Tate work on and that's what kind of makes them have to work together Mm -hmm. on the story um well that was initially like um an employee health workout program which Mm -hmm. sounds terrible now that I think about it and um 
and now I don't really even know why I thought that that would be a good idea in the first place, because I feel like because it was a construction project, there were so many, so many more opportunities for like Tate to look like a sexy construction worker and be all sweaty <laughs> and stuff um, with like his hard hat. And so, yeah, that's a big change, I guess, a pretty major change because then I had to like change the whole middle of the book. Um, but yeah, what about you? I guess in terms of horror stories was just like, it's, it's really bizarre to see the different like structural styles I st kept falling into. I would use tons of gerunds. I would like, oh. like I, I went through like whole books where it was like, blah, blah, blah. She said, blinking surprise in, a, in surprise. Oh, it's like all these ing words. Like it was like sentence after sentence. Like, what were you doing? Um, <laughs> that. And I also like, I remember I, I don't know. I felt like my first draft of Not Suitable for Work was really full of casual swearing, and it's not now. So that was like an interesting thing to go back. It was like, dang, girl, what you doing? Um, I think a big change that was made thanks to beta reading uh, is something that you helped with. And I'm going to just, first of all, if you haven't read Off the Record, I'm sorry. Go read Off the Record. This isn't, isn't going to spoil it. But in the bathroom scenes in <laughs> the Black Moment with Nick, Nick was like actually getting way more frisky with those ladies and my and Ava was like oh you've got to take that out Nick is a man whore and I was like I kind of like it and then you Sarah were like no and I was like all right so it got to be a lot more of Nick being like oh I cannot do this but spoiler and go read the book but like in the original iteration Nick was like oh I'm gonna do this um so we changed Nick to be a lot sweeter and a lot truer um but yeah and I have no regrets on that change but that's one that makes me laugh because it was a big change that's hilarious I love that Whew. well editing I guess that was good for me <laughs> was it good for you Sarah hell yes it was good for me Oh, excellent. Yeah, no, editing is one of those things. It's always a, a drag, but it is super satisfying. So that was episode five of the Quick and Dirty Romance podcast. And if you haven't already read our books, be sure to check them out after you listen and DM us, like we said, with any questions or requests for future episodes. What do you want to hear us talk about? We will talk about it. <laughs> uh, you can find us on Twitter at Quick and Dirty Rom and on Instagram at Quick and Dirty Romance. You can also find me on Twitter and Instagram, both at WriterSkyMcD. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram, too. I am at author Sarah S. And again, please check out our books. They are Not Suitable for Work and Off the Record by Sky McDonald and Faker by Sarah Smith. So thank you so much for listening. And to close out today, I'm going to leave you with the quote uh, yet again from the queen, Dolly Parton. And by the way, have you done the Dolly Parton challenge? You need to do the Dolly Parton challenge. It's great fun. But anyway, from the queen herself, find out who you are and do it on purpose. We'll see you next time. <laughs>